It's great to be together. It's great to have you here with us. It's great to feel the energy uh, this morning in this room. We hope that this is a blessing uh, to you, this, this time together. Uh, and not only do I have the privilege of, of serving uh, here as the campus pastor, I have the joy of, of serving across uh, all of our campuses with our, or with our campus pastors, the, the five of us together, as well as our senior pastors. It's a great joy. Uh, it's one of my favorite things about being multi-site, that we get to do these things together uh, as we think about how we uh, seek the good of our city, our neighborhoods, how we long to see the good news of Jesus Christ uh, moving forth in all places, not just here, um, but across, across our city and world as well. We'll go ahead and pass the, the clipboards. Uh, this is just kind of our way of keeping track. There's some boxes there you can check if you want more information about anything. We'd love to be able to do that uh, and help you uh, with that. Uh, also, we invite you to uh, worship our great and generous God. We believe that he has poured out everything on our behalf. Uh, and so if you'd like to uh, participate uh, in that, that form of worship through generosity, uh, we invite you to do so. We have a, a box just right over here. You can also give online or, or with your, your mobile device. Uh, now, if you're a guest, uh, we're glad you're here as well, and we are so thankful that you have chosen to check this place out. Uh, we know that that can be uh, a challenge, sometimes a little bit awkward, uh, and so we are, we are thankful that you're here. We have a guest table in the back. If there's anything that we can do to serve you or to help you in that, uh, please don't hesitate. We'd love to be able to do that. Um, also, actually, right now, um, it might be a little awkward. You have to sneak out, but that's okay. Uh, we have a newcomer's coffee just right on the other side of that wall, so if you want to just find out a little bit more about who we are as a church, uh, you're welcome to do that, and you can attend at 11 or, or whatever. So if you sneak out, we'll just, you know, whatever, go for it. But, um, or you're welcome to stay. You're welcome to stay as well, of course. Uh, but let me just say, as a guest, if you, if you are new this morning or, or newer to this church, uh, let me kind of uh, say uh, that this, this morning today is a little bit of a unique Sunday for us. Uh, a couple times a year, as a church, we set aside on behalf of our elder leadership team uh, just some time to have a little bit of what we tend to call like a family conversation. Uh, it's a little bit of a chance for us to, to uh, kind of focus in on where we think uh, God is taking us and where, the things that we have seen him, him doing in our midst uh, as, as well. Um, and so if you, if you are a guest, this isn't a normal Sunday. Uh, and yet at the same time, we think it's a great Sunday for you to be here. Um, I hope you feel that way as well, that this is a chance uh, for you to kind of peel back the curtains a little bit uh, and see who we really are as a church, the things that excite us, the things that, uh, that scare us, uh, and the things that motivate us to continue to move forward uh, in the ways that God has called us. So we're glad you're here. We hope that you'll be encouraged, even though it's kind of a unique, a unique Sunday. And for those of you that, that this is your church home, uh, we believe that God's not done surprising us that he has more in store for us, and we hope that this time will be enriching and energizing uh, to you as well as we think about God's faithfulness in our midst. Now, it's hard to believe that we as a church have been around for 26 years now, um, nine years here uh, in Olathe. Um, this fall, we celebrate our, our, ninth, our ninth birthday. Nine years, that feels like a long history, and yet our history uh, is deeper than that, right? Together as a church uh, across campuses for the last 26 years. Uh, and when we began this third decade six years ago, uh, we, as a leadership team, said we, we want this decade, these, this 10-year block um, that we're just over the halfway point in, uh, to be characterized by deployment, uh, by giving ourselves away for the sake of our neighborhoods, uh, our city, and our world, multiplying churches, multiplying disciples, and multiplying leaders. That that's, that's what we want to do. That's what we believe God has called us to do, to continually uh, give, give ourselves away. Now, we would have loved to have brought our five campus pastors here this morning, uh, as well as our senior pastors, to discuss these things, to, to show you a little bit of a kind of a window. Uh, and obviously, that's not possible with five campuses. Uh, and yet, what we did do is we were, we were all together uh, about a month ago. We were filming our upcoming community groups curriculum for this winter. 
So we were all there, the cameras were there, uh, and we wondered if maybe we could catch some of what we were hoping for on video. Uh, And so what what follows here is a video, it's a little bit longer uh, than what we normally show on a Sunday morning. That's kind of what happens when you get seven pastors uh, around a table in a room together, so sorry about that. Um, And yet, we wanted all of our campuses to be able to benefit from this, uh, as you kind of get this glimpse of of who we are as a church and what we're we're hoping for, even though, again, it is a bit longer. And so the conversation that you're about to see, uh, it's genuine and unscripted. We filmed it in one take. Uh, I, that's, I mean, that's just kind of came out uh, like this. And, and we wanted you to be able to see a, a glimpse in. And let me even just say, before we go to the video, uh, that this is one of my absolute favorite parts about being a part of Christ's community. Um, as a pastor and also as a congregation member, I, I love that I get to serve with uh, a team of, of truly some of my, my best friends uh, that we love each other, we trust each other, we, we, our families know each other, and they care for me, and I, I get to care for them, and, and we work together in this way, uh, loving our whole city, right? Not just, not just our narrow place here in Olathe, as important as that is to each of us, uh, but as we think about all across our city and our world uh, for what God is doing. Uh, so let, let's, let's take a peek, let's watch together. Well, it's great to be together and get a little bit of chance to talk with one another and kind of look back and look forward. And Tom, we sit here, I I remember six years ago, I think we, as we headed into this third decade as a church, uh, we said we hoped that this third decade of Christ community, first decade of development and the second decade of deepening, we wanted this third decade to be defined by this word of deployment. And we sit here with these campus pastors, and I just wonder, and I'd love to hear from all of you, but just, you know, Tom, get us started. As you look back over the last six years, what surprised you? You know, where you sit right now, what surprised you about the way God has worked through our hope and dream that this, uh, this decade would be defined by the, this word of deployment? Yeah, we said, you know, we wanted to give ourselves away rather than turn inward at this stage, because churches often do that. Yeah. And I think what's really surprising and encouraging and invigorating to me is that in God's faithfulness and our humble obedience, God is continuing to expand us and to give ourselves away in greater ways of multiplication. I just look around this table and I think of all the changes, all the good changes of God's faithfulness. Each one around this table is evidence of not only the new phase we're in in terms of leadership, but a new stage of de- deployment and faithfulness to God. And it's just so amazing. From the very beginning, we've seen God's faithfulness. Domenica, Tim, you at Shawnee, just our newest campus, uh, and your leadership there, Bill at Brookside, and all that God is doing there. I mean, how exciting that. And Nathan, your great work at Olathe for these years. Gabe in downtown, uh, how exciting to see what you are doing and the creativity and uh, Andrew taking the lead at Leewood. It's just so thrilling to see, and I know for you too, Kevin, that our leadership team is expanding, and this is not only good for our mission, but it's so deep to Christ's community that we have all these wonderful leaders. As you guys lead with integrity, part, and skillful hands, it's very encouraging. I don't know if that's surprising as much as it's invigorating to me, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah, particularly, I mean, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more. There's this, we've used this language around here that there's this gravitational pull to focus more on ourself uh, and I think as we were even thinking about this third decade, just really working to fight that gravitational pull to more of a self-centered way of thinking about church and, and not being active and giving ourselves away. And, and I think part of what surprises me, and maybe it's my lack of faith, y'all, but uh, it, it is the acceleration level of our multiplication that we said we wanted to give ourselves away, and I think we really did, but I think God's really taken us at our word, and He's really stretching us, and we're multiplying and deploying at a level, I guess, again, I wouldn't have anticipated this rate of acceleration, and it truly is amazing 
uh, a tribute to God and to yeah. and what God is doing. Yeah, you all have been involved in this in a variety of ways and lengths of time. So maybe I'd love for you to jump in too. And as you look back as campus pastors, you look back over the last six years, uh, whatever length you've experienced of that, what surprised you? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I look back even, even before this third decade started, because um, we started the Olathe campus nine years ago. And I mean, that was nine years. <laughs> yeah, nine years. And, and that was, you know, the Leewood campus stepping out in faith and beginning this, this heritage for all of us to be a part of and, and to continue to see the growth and the energy at Leewood and the ways that that has, uh, yeah, that it's just sort of trickled down in, into all of us in the way that we continue to, to give ourselves away. It's, just, it's, yeah. it's our culture uh, now as a church. And, you know, so I'm surprised even just looking, looking back, having been with this, when we started multi-site, we had, we had no idea if it was going to work. <laughs> uh, we didn't know if we were making a terrible mistake. Yeah. Um, we were told by many that it wouldn't work, right? I didn't think it would work. <laughs> I, was, I was convinced that it wouldn't work. Um, I, think, I think your first uh, planning meeting, right, you, you told me this is a horrible yeah, idea. Yeah, and then I just needed a job. And so, uh, can't be that bad. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm surprised by that, surprised that we get to do that. And now, now honestly, that I, I get to, to, to work with some of my closest friends. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's a treat. Yeah. Well, and even to fast forward, nine years later, you going from the skeptic to having this moment at the Olathe campus mm-hmm. where we announced we're going to plant, not just out of the Leewood campus now, but out of Olathe. Leewood's going to have their first granddaughter uh, church. Mm-hmm. And our expectation, this is going to take a long time to build up, get people excited. And, and two months later, we had 120 people ready to jump in. Yeah, so yeah, we start yeah. Shawnee in January instead of, of August or even the, a year later in January. So we're able to start six, faster. Six months uh, accelerated, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. And, and to be a part of that church service, hearing Nathan to preach and send out people out of his church. I mean, we you know, we don't want to preach bad sermons and have people leave. We preach a good sermon <laughs> and have 120 people leave. And that was just this incredible moment, people walking up to me and saying, I've never heard a pastor preach like that and be committed to this new work in this new place. It was an amazing moment. And a powerful reminder of just the amazing God we serve. I mean, I know at Olathe, sending out, what was it, 100 people and within six months, right, that yeah, we've replaced. Yeah. Eight months, nine months. Yeah, and right added now. on top of that at Olathe mm-hmm. to see that kind of growth. We know it's not Nathan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the, we really do serve an amazing, no, in all seriousness, I love, um, that's amazing. Fair. Yeah, yeah, um, fair. Yeah. Yeah, to no, see God bless absolutely. this strategy that um, we, we think we agreed with, but to see him bless it has just been incredible. Yeah. 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 And alongside of all of that is just the, amazing generosity that God has continued to stir within this congregation. I remember one of the first times as a fellow, like I came to my first elder meeting. I'd heard of deacon meetings. I'd heard of elder meetings, leadership team meetings, and I'm expecting, okay, here's the agenda. Here's a certain complaint and so on. And I step in and I find these dynamic leaders. And one of the first topics on the table was this monumental gift to start a whole new campus in Brookside. And I thought, where am I? (laughs) I remember leaving with Tom and Kevin and some of the other fellows and thinking, every elders meeting is amazing. And they said, yeah, kind of. But you know. And you learned quickly. (laughs) No, but but in the midst of that, we've seen God's generosity through his people just continue to stir and really fuel this mission. That's been really surprising for me. Yeah, and one of the amazing things is I have been involved in starting the downtown campus, ended up going to do the work of leading the Brookside campus, and Gabe had joined us as a, as a fellow in downtown, 
And what allowed that shift to happen was just really God's incredible positioning of Gabe as a leader, as a fellow in downtown. He had a heart and desire to work in a city center. And one of the things that has just amazed me is not just that Gabe had that heart, that desire, and was in the right place, but truly watching from afar now what he's doing in, uh, in downtown and seeing he's a better fit in that role than I would have ever been, which is just an amazing thing uh, to see happen. And so, um, Gabe, it's just it's a treat to get to watch you lead and work there um, and would have just never expected it to be so beautiful and how God has, has orchestrated these, these You roles. and me both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember when we, when we were thinking of Brookside and the, the idea came up of possibly Bill in that spot and, you know, and looking and thinking... We can't do that because of the goodness of downtown, mm-hmm. and yet to recognize that, I mean, I love to say it was a grand plan. Uh, like it wasn't <laughs> a grand wasn't, plan. It wasn't ours. It just wasn't ours. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. God yeah. had um, God's plan. something yeah. at, in, at work back behind there yeah. and the preparation of Gabe Stumbling. coming in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun to, when you get a chance to stumble into that, mm-hmm. and that feels like in many ways that's the history of Christ's we community. We we. We, we don't know how we got there, but somehow or another, God was at work <laughs> yeah. just yeah. in spite of us, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so let's think about the future, and I'd love for you guys all to uh, chime in a bit on this question. Um, as you look forward now to the next five to ten years, um, I don't know if this is the right question, but what are ways you're hoping you will be surprised? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it wouldn't really be surprised if you're hoping for it, but um, just think forward a bit, and, you know, let's... Just have a bit of conversation. What would, what, in what ways are you hoping that God might surprise you? Well, and one thing we're doing really soon uh, is, is focusing more on integrating our faith and work. And how does our faith impact our work? Yeah. And, and not just in how we think about our own Christian lives, but how we serve and love our city through our work. Mm. And so we're starting a series on that really mm. soon to help us unpack that. I'm really excited about that. And obviously, related to that is this whole made to flourish thing. And uh, we shared a little bit about that. Um, I think we all know what it is, right? Um, but uh, this incredible opportunity God's given us, it's still so new. I would love to see in five years made to flourish really having a national impact and equipping pastors yeah. Yeah. Uh, to do this faith and work integration in their churches all over the country. And one of the things I love about this, too, is we've always been about trusting God to multiply leaders and disciples, right? And churches. And what we're seeing too is something we wanted to do for quite a while. Kevin, you know that we've been praying about this Mm -hmm. is how do we help bring leadership development into the life of everyday life and vocations of everyone? And so when we think about the Kansas City Fellows Program and the Kansas City Fellowship Initiative is to create this one-year exposure for younger students who are coming out of college Mm -hmm. to press into the vocation that God's calling them to in an integrable way in the local church and families. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just really thrilled that we are not only developing people who are called to the pastoral vocation, but to all of life vocation. Yeah. Yeah. It's something we wanted to do. And now with the Kansas City, and part of that is a partner we've had so deeply in our hearts and committed to is Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. All of you were a part of that. And, mm-hmm. and, and we, I've served on the board and we've been working. And part of the Kansas City Fellows Program allows us again in, in multiple ways to bring an extension side of Trinity. Yeah. So Trinity is going to come here and we're going to have a theological educational center mm-hmm. that will allow us to experience 
expand our mission in developing leaders, multiplying disciples, and multiplying churches. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. amazing to think of the possibilities, you know, in both of those. But even thinking of the Kansas City Fellows, I remember mm -hmm. when we first heard that idea, there was this statistic that was uh, shared with us that 60% of the people who go through that program stay connected in that community in that local church. Mm -hmm. And just to think, you know, again, looking back at the long history of our pastoral fellows program, yeah. to think of the Kansas City Fellows over the next 10, 15 years to have 100 plus um, people investing in the marketplace, investing in our city that mm -hmm. started well. I mean, that's, yeah. it's really powerful to think of the possibilities. Mm -hmm. Somebody else, somebody else jump in. Yeah, I think uh, kind of picking up on this idea of investing in our city and even beyond that into our world, one of the things that I think there's a potential for God to really surprise us in, in ways that we can't even fully imagine now is as we've grown from one campus to, to five, um, we have an opportunity to be reaching out into our city and around the world in ways that we never could have imagined six years ago. Yeah. And I think we've done some new uh, strategy work, both as it re reflects in, in global outreach, global uh, extension ministries, as well as, as ongoing work in local. And I'm just eager to see what's in store for us there. Um, is five campuses deployed across our city. I think the opportunity to impact our neighborhood as well as to have real relationships with brothers and sisters in Christ around the world yeah. uh, is just an area of, of real potential surprise for us and joy. Yeah. Well, and, and a piece of that too is even as, as I thought about what, do, what I hope for Christ community in the future is, is praying. One of the things I regularly pray for is people who don't know Jesus to meet yeah. and, and come yeah. to faith yeah. in Jesus. And I know that's something we've talked about and prayed mm -hmm. for, that as we live in a, a world that increasingly, especially our culture, increasingly just church and Jesus isn't a part of, of people's lives. Mm -hmm. We long mm -hmm. for that, we pray for that, we'd be present in our neighbors, mm -hmm. neighborhoods and neighbors' lives and that they would meet Jesus through our church, through our people scattered about our city mm -hmm. and come to faith in Christ. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's, that's, that's why we plant churches. That's yeah. why we mm -hmm. continue to do that and want to be a part of that. And, you know, I don't... I don't know what that's going to look like, right? None of us do. And, um, but I get excited thinking about uh, additional campuses. And, and who knows when, who knows how. And the last thing we want to do is get ahead of God. But um, you have to see those people coming to faith in Jesus and being able to connect into a community in their neighborhood. Um, that gets me really excited. Not because, not because we're, we're great or we've got it figured yeah, out, but because yeah. uh, new churches reach, reach new people. Uh, yeah. And we want to do that. Yeah. And with that, I mean, just thinking back once again to that first time sitting in an elder meeting and hearing how God laid on someone's heart this radical generosity to continue to fuel the mission of multiplication, specifically in facilities, and how that becomes a gathering space and where private faith, or faith becomes very public within a community. I, that gets me very excited about when we think about a space for Shawnee and looking for this more permanent and public space mm -hmm. where others can gather and it can become a ministering space for the broader community. I think about that for downtown and for future campuses or even Olathe's expansion, expansion, expansion as you guys continue yeah. to blow the roof yeah. off your place. I mean, as we think about yeah. these things and how God works through the generosity of his people, it's, it's exciting to imagine what could be in five, ten years. Yeah. Well, I know I speak for Tom in saying that it's a great joy to work together yes. and I think that's one of the great treasures for us for me in particular that uh, the way God has brought this team together and to be able to share um, this journey with each of you. Well, certainly God has uh, surprised us um, as we think about these last years. He surprised me. I was only supposed to be on staff for a year. 
Uh, and that was, that was 10 years ago now. And to think about all that I've been able to, to see God do in the ways, frankly, that he's changed my own life uh, and my family's life as a result of these things. Uh, and I'm convinced, we're convinced, God's not done surprising us. And I hope that doesn't sound arrogant or presumptuous to you. We certainly don't mean it to be. It's not because we've got something figured out or we've arrived. Believe me, we have, we have so much to learn uh, as a church together. Uh, and yet we serve a God who is amazing and who continues to call his people forward uh, and longs for uh, us to respond to him with faithfulness uh, as we take uh, each, each step. And so together we believe he's, he's not done surprising us. And so as God continues to, to call us forward in our mission, right, multiplying churches, multiplying disciples, multiplying uh, leaders, uh, what's it going to take? As we think about our neighborhoods here, right, around this church, and, and frankly more neighborhoods being built up right around our church, as we think about our city, as we think about our world, what's it, what's it going to take for us? Well, if you've got a Bible with you, I'd encourage you to turn to Joshua 1. Uh, the, the scripture we read will be on the screen as well. Um, but we wanted to center ourselves here just for a few moments this morning uh, as we think about these things. Because uh, in many ways, uh, the context of Joshua 1, it's in the Old Testament if you're looking for it. It's book number six in your Bible. Um, it's, it's in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> But in many ways, the context of what's happening there for God's people couldn't be more different than what we experience today. Uh, And yet the lessons that we learn here are just as relevant today as they were more than 3,000 years ago. And so just this past summer, we talked uh, about Moses, right? We spent some time uh, looking at him. Well, Joshua is the guy who replaces Moses as God's people enter into the promised land. So they're on the cusp of something new, right? Something something exciting for, for his people, which means Joshua has vivid memories of God's surprising work behind him um, and great expectations for God's surprising work yet ahead. And as they're on the cusp of this brand new thing, uh, God tells Joshua and his people uh, and us uh, three things for staying on task. Uh, What it looks like for us to stay together in this thing that God has, has called us to. First, let God set the mission. Second, let God have your fears. And third, let God be your courage. So first, let let God set the mission. It's not Joshua here or the other leaders, right? They're not getting together, making these plans and saying, this is what we're doing. They they are responding to what God has already revealed to them. God is the one who's determining what's next for his people. Let let me read part of this for us. Joshua 1. I'll be reading beginning with verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan River, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Skip to to verse 5. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to it, turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success." And you can't, you can't miss it there, right? That God is the one who sets the agenda for his people. Not, 
not us, right? Uh, and and that, that is true. If you're a believer, right, that's, that ought to be true for your family, for your personal life, private life, public life, right, for your, for your home, for your work, for the way you interact at school, that God is the one who, who sets the agenda. And you can't help but notice the centrality of his word, right, what God has revealed to his people, that, that he hasn't sort of left us on our own to figure it out. And the last thing that we want, as we think about what this means for us as a church, the last thing we want is to somehow get ahead of God or to be led by ourselves to a place where he's not taking us. And that, that's a pretty easy thing to do, isn't it? Uh, to get lost in the weeds, to have this sort of grand vision of what we are convinced God is taking us for, but then sort of trip along a, along the ways. And the reality is, I mean, one of the things I love about serving at Christ Community is that we, we're, not, we're not a church with some big grand vision. It's just not who we are. We've, nev- we've never been that way. We don't have this sort of ideal picture of the future that we believe we're, we're, we're headed uh, into. We simply want to be faithful one step at a time. Uh, and we want to center ourselves upon what he's already revealed to us in his word. Uh, that that's, where we're, that's where we're grounded. That's where we get our, our ideas, hopefully. That's where we get our direction. It's what, what he has already spoken to us. So Christ Community, as a church, we are, uh, we are uh, built on a mission rooted in a book, not a personality, uh, or a team of of personalities. We want to be centered here at all costs. I mean, to the best of our ability, knowing that that we as humans, we are deeply flawed, and of course we make mistakes. And yet we want to let him set the mission for our lives together and our lives individually. So first, let him set the mission. Second, let God have your fears. And I love this about this story, and I love this just even knowing who we are as humans, right? We are so often consumed by fears. And what's so interesting in these verses, uh, God's greatest concern for his people here, it's not the threats surrounding them. Did you catch that there? It's not, it's not the enemies, and, and the enemies are powerful, and there are people who, who seek to destroy them surrounding them, but that's not God's focus in these words, In fact, God is clearly more concerned with their fears than he is with their enemies. And so three times in just four verses, God tells them, be strong and courageous. Verse 9, for example, how this sort of passage wraps up. I love how he phrases there. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I'm convinced we, we face the same, the same threat, individually, collectively, right? There, there are things that frighten us, right? And our fears so often uh, consume us, and they, they challenge the way that we live our lives and the way that you do your work and the way you, we raise our kids, right, or, or interact with our friends and, and colleagues, and certainly the way that we believe church ought, ought to look, right? I mean, fear is one of our biggest barriers to following this God, Fear can paralyze us. Man, I mean, I mean, just personally, right? I, I like safe things. I like comfort and ease. And we individually, right? If, if you're a Christian, this is, this is true for you just as much as it is for anybody. Um, for us collectively as a church, we gravitate towards the path of least resistance. We, we love comfort. We love the easy road. The trouble is the easy road is is rarely the right road for us. Not not for what this 
God, this one who has a plan to redeem all things, not for what he, for what he has called us to. And let's be honest, there's a lot to be afraid of, isn't there? I mean, we live in an ever-changing world, and, and there are hostilities within us and around us, right? Economic challenges, hard decisions, failure, regret. I mean, there's no end of the list of things that I'm scared of. And the reality is, when we let God set the mission, that first one, whether it's for your life or, or for your church, there's, a, there's a, like a, a release of control with that, right? Which always makes it scarier. And fear so quickly can control us, can stop us right in our tracks. And so what are you, what are you afraid of? Where are those places where you feel overcome, even, even controlled by, by your fears, your, your inhibitions, the things that are keeping you back? And maybe even think about that. What does that mean for you as a, as a person of, of this church? If, if this is your church home, or maybe you're just looking for a church, what... What, what's holding you back? What, what, what's the next step, whatever that looks like, that God would have, you, would have you take? It's different for all of us, right? Because we're all at different places. But what is the next thing God would want from you? And what's keeping you from taking that step? Maybe, for example, if you're, if you're not a Christian. Um, and, and if that's you, we're really glad that you're here. We want to be a, a safe place for you to be able to ask questions uh, to even try on faith for a while, to see what it looks like. How do, how do we even live that out? We are, we're really glad you're here. But what's, what's holding you back? And there's probably, probably a lot of reasons, right? Because we're all, we're all different. But for some, it's, it's, it's a, a loss of control, right? You, you feel that. You don't, you don't want to let go of that. Maybe it's a loss of identity or, um, or perceived loss of, of, of freedom. It's something that is keeping you from taking that step. For, for others of us, maybe if, if you are a Christian, maybe it's that next step relationally, and that's so hard, isn't it? Maybe it's to, to get into a, a community group, a small group. Maybe it's to let those in your group know who you really are. Not, not the you that you pretend to be, right? Um, we're so good at our masks. But to actually let people in, to see who you are, and to begin to experience God's grace and love in, in new ways. For others of you, maybe it's a place to serve. Uh, but you know that our biggest need is with kids, right? And kids are, some of you are afraid of kids, aren't you? I mean, ooh, right? I mean, it's ridiculous, but we are, right? Or maybe, maybe more honestly, we're just afraid of losing another hour on Sunday mornings. I don't, maybe, maybe, that, maybe that's what it is. Uh, and yet that's a great way to, to, to take a step. To say, instead of just receiving from my community, I'm going, I'm going to give back. I want to be a part of the solution, not just, not just somebody who, who sees, sees the challenges around us. Another one that, that scares me, honestly, uh, is generosity. Because um, I like money. And I, I like the stuff that money can provide. And yet the mission that God calls us to is going to require generosity, sacrifice even, from all of us. I mean, even the reality, right, the complexity of, of watching that video together, and we had such a joy, a privilege, a pain, right? It was hard. Uh, but to send out uh, some of our good friends to start this campus in, in Shawnee, and the reality is there's no way that they can pay all their bills at this point. Of course not. But we can pay those bills for them, right? Because we long to see a flourishing church community in that place, like this one, where the gospel is proclaimed, where new people are coming in, where, where people are being cared for holistically, and, and we, can, we can do that. 
together. Or, or as we think about new campuses, or even, I mean, the reality is, right, look around as we continue to, to grow here in this space. Um, and if you were to look in our classrooms right now, with all of our kids, this is our biggest hour for kids, we're just, we're almost out of room. And that, that scares me, Right? Because this area of Olathe is growing like crazy, and we want to be a place where people can come and meet Jesus, and that's happening here. And, and I'd encourage you, continue to invite your friends to, to be a part of this place, to, to see and to meet, who, meet Jesus here, right? We long for that. Um, but we're going to run out of room soon. Um, and that, that should scare you a little bit. And we're going to need a new building, and that's going to cost all of us. Generosity is a scary thing. But we let God set the mission. We let God have our fears. And we let God be our courage. This is my favorite part of this Joshua story. Um, that God is our, his presence is our, is our courage. I mean, three, three times, right, in these verses, God says to them, be strong and courageous. And I, I love this. The emphasis is never on their abilities, right? Be strong and courageous because you've got this, right? Or, or on their wisdom. Because you know, you know what you're up for. You know how to, how to handle this. You're going to be fine. It's, it's never on any of those things. Instead, look where, where it is. It's on God's presence. Why should they be strong and courageous? When, it, when it's mentioned in the text, a couple places, it's because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He is our hope. He is our courage. He's our motivation. He's our, our mission, all, all of it. And with his presence comes his provision and his protection. And it means we're to, we're to walk through life with a hopeful realism. And both those words are really important, right? Um, we're not Pollyanna about our fears, about the pains that we experience. We never want to gloss those over, right? We want to be realistic about the broken world in which we live, and yet we are always hopeful, we don't despair over the challenges. Uh, we're not going to be defeated by them. But God is going to continue to do his work because he, he is here with us. And if you think about it, he cares about his mission for this world and this church and your home and your work and your school and your neighbors. He cares about all those things way more than you do. Way more than any of us possibly could. And yet he calls us to be faithful. Listen, I can't tell you how much I love, how much I love being your pastor. Um, I, hope, I hope you sense that. I love, I love that I get to be a part of this church. I mean, ever since I was a high school student, I started coming to this church, and now to be, to be a part of it and be a part of this, this, I love it. And a big reason is that is because you make it really easy to be a pastor here. You, you live out these things so, so beautifully. We get to see them together as a staff. I mean, I, I hear about how you're praying for your church. So many of you tell me that on a regular basis. Nathan, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for this church, for your family. I can't tell you what that means to me. Keep praying for your church. Or, or almost every Sunday, I meet somebody for the first time, and they're, they're here, and as we're, as we're talking, and they, they say, well, so-and-so invited me. Love, I love hearing that. You're, you're, you're doing that. You're, you're living that out. And as this community grows, I mean, that's, that's the beautiful thing about this, right? We have all these people move. It seems like the whole world is moving to this part of Olathe right now, right? Um, it's every, every direction, right? There's new homes being built. And one of the beautiful things that with that, right, when people go through a big life change, like moving, and so many of these, these homes are being filled with young families. Some of you, this is your story, right? You start having kids, you start wondering about the faith maybe you had way back when. You start wondering maybe, maybe if Jesus actually has something to say in this. So, that's, that's so many of your stories, right? 
And so keep, in, keep inviting those, those folks. Help them to see, to get a glimpse of who this, who this God is. And I get to see you loving and serving my kids um, and their friends. And we have such a generous congregation enabling us to be something unique, something for our city and for our world. And he will continue to surprise us. Not because we're so great, but because he's promised to build his church and to break his kingdom out through, through us. That, that we get to be a, a tiny piece of that in a world that is so desperate for a better kingdom, a better ruler, a better, a better authority, a better hope. And together we can be faithful. Here in these walls and everywhere we go, because that's, that's who the church is, right? Not just here, but in everything that we touch. And I, I love it when, when we get to see a glimpse. I got, I got an email from a new family just a couple weeks ago. Uh, she said I could, I could share this. Um, and she would already emailed me a couple times. They've been coming maybe six, eight months or so. Um, and she shared with me along the way some of her struggles since becoming a Christian, of, of learning how to love people, right? And like who, we all deal with that, don't we? People are hard to love sometimes. And, and dealing with some of, of life's difficulties along the way, some, some serious struggles in her life. And, and here's what she wrote just a couple weeks ago. She says, I can't tell you what a blessing this church is to us. I came home from church last week and to say that God is just blowing my socks off is an understatement. For the last two years, I've been wrestling with stuff, which, which means reading and reading and then more reading and probably driving my husband a bit crazy. God is moving in our lives, and moving feels so much better than being stranded in the desert. So very thankful for Christ's community. All for Jesus. Our Savior, our Redeemer, the center of all that we are, the focus of our mission, the, the one for whom we long to see glory, and by his grace, we're going to continue to give ourselves away, right? This, this decade of deployment continues, and we, we, we don't want to just turn inward, and we, we know the tendency there. We don't want to be just a social club. We don't want to exist merely for the sake of our own constituents. We want to continue to pour ourselves out in every capacity of life, individually and collectively, and the reason is, that's what Jesus has done for us, that our, our God sets the example here and he, he sets a pretty high bar that he himself has come, that he came to rescue us, right? He suffered, he died, he poured out his life, everything. He gave it all so that we could know him and be known by him and love him and be loved by him. And by his grace, we want to do the same. And by his grace, we believe he's not done surprising us.